Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for listening here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about the results and headlines from the weekend that was before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, happy Monday, everybody. We are back after some time in our nation's capital was there in Ottawa from Wednesday till about Saturday. Got to take in some good food and drinks while I was there, while also doing a little bit of work as well. Then got back on Saturday, got a nice round of golfing yesterday as well. Nice to be back out on the course, but we are ready. We're excited to start our week out in a big way. And so without further ado, let's get into the show. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to make some wagers? Then head over to bet99.com. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com today to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at signup, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so, and if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, Contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, let's get back to the show. So as far as our plays went for the week, it was a very profitable weekend for the show. Cut the check. Boom, cut the check. Cut the check. All the beers are on me. Where we going? Where we going? That's how I felt uh, coming back from Ottawa. We had a clean sweep on Friday. Saturday, we had a a tough result there that uh, took away a lot of our profit, but still profit nonetheless. And then yesterday, Arizona and Boston ruining the four-day winning streak. uh, Over eight and a half, they finished four to two, despite having 17 hits combined, just couldn't drive in the run. So it was a tough Sunday, but still profitable nonetheless. And so we're excited for today. Now, we got to talk about some headlines from the weekend, including the fact that tonight we get game seven of the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics. And I'll be honest, thought that uh, thought that Miami pulled it out. And I think 99% of the world thought that they had when they went up uh, by one with just a couple of seconds left. And Marcus Smart, he's up a shot. Looks like it's going short and the game's over. And then Derek White with one of the more iconic tip backs that you'll see in uh, sports. And so... Shout out to the Celtics. They're able to extend this one to a game seven with the 104 to 103 victory. Now, if we're talking about how players played in that game, Tatum was great for the majority of the game. He had 31 and 12. Jalen Brown had 26 of his own. They got 21 for Marcus Smart as well. They got everything that they needed to go in and win a road playoff game. And unfortunately for Miami, Jimmy wasn't great until about five minutes left in that game. I think he was two of 19 shooting at one point. He finishes with 24 points, 11 and eight. And so it looks a little bit better from a box score perspective, but just wasn't his best effort overall. 
Caleb Martin kept a minute. He had 21 and 15. Huge performance by him. Bam had a double-double as well. So heading into Game 7, which is going to be tonight, uh, we'll talk more about that game in a little bit. But Miami's got to go in on the road. They're plus 7.5, and, and we'll see if they can even make a game of this or whether or not they emptied the tank in that Game 6 and things are now over. Now, we also have a Game 6 on the ice tonight between uh, Dallas and uh, Vegas, Carolina. They got swept a number of days ago. I think it was back on Wednesday, but we hadn't had a show since then, so figured we would cover it really quickly. Carolina, they threw everything that they could at Bobrovsky. The goaltending was just too good for Florida in this series. They got outplayed in the majority of these games, and they're still moving on after a 4-0 sweep. But when it comes to this Dallas series, everyone knows that listens to the show regularly. We're sitting on this Dallas Stars 20-1 ticket. And to see them outshoot Vegas 34-29 to on the road, they outhit them. They uh, won the faceoff battle as well. They even trailed twice in this game, and Dallas figured out a way to come back and win that game. Delandria had two goals in the third period, and that's all that they needed to win 4-2. to two. So a lot of people were on that under as well. Five and a half is where it's hovered all series long. When you've got goaltenders like Hill and Ottinger playing at a high level, I understand why we're seeing those sorts of lines. But Vegas really should be trailing this series. Dallas fighting for their lives, though. Uh, if they could have squeaked out one of those overtime games in Game 1 or Game 2, then we might have a far different story heading into tonight. But Dallas at home with an opportunity to uh, push it to 7 if they can get the result tonight. Now, it was also a wild weekend in the EPL. Uh, the finale... We saw three teams heading down. Three new teams are going to be coming up. But it was a weird day to watch. You have all the teams playing at once. And you didn't really watch the top teams yesterday. Manchester City lost. It didn't matter. They had already clinched the league. Arsenal blew out Wolves 5-0. Again, it's a nothing result because they knew that they were finishing second. United won to finish third. And Newcastle drew. So there was your top four. We knew that heading into today. Then Villa and Brighton, Villa wins that game 2-1. to one, So they get a chance now to compete in European football. And that's a tough result if you're a Spurs fan because Tottenham, they knocked off Leeds 4-1. to one. They dominated in that game, but it's not going to be enough for them to get into Europa this upcoming year. So we're going to see if the new manager can figure things out with this group. Still very much unsure of what's happening with Harry Kane whether he's finally going to be departing the club after another fantastic season of goal scoring. And so was an interesting one for Europa League spots. But all the focus yesterday, it was on the bottom of the table. Everton with an opportunity to stay up with a win. Leicester knew that they had to win. Leeds knew that they had to win in order to have a chance. And Everton gets it done. They win 1-0. to nil. Uh, Absolutely crazy scenes at, at their stadium. Um, to have that goal scored in the 60th minute, you could tell what it meant to the club that's millions of dollars in debt, hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. And they knew that if they went down, then it would be an incredibly tough time for them to claw back. So they're able to squeak it out. Leicester fans got to feel a little bit dejected. They got their 2-1 to win over West Ham, and it ultimately didn't matter. So now we got three teams heading down. That's going to be Leicester City. That's a club that I would keep an eye on potentially jumping back up. Unfortunately, they just were unable to score the goals that they needed uh, and defend well enough in order to stay up. Jamie Vardy is a little bit too old now. James Madison tried to do it uh, a lot of the time on his own and was unable to. 
Southampton, very bottom of the league. They're heading down. We've known that for about a month that that was going to be one of the teams. And then Leeds heading down as well. They were unable to recover after Rafinha left. They really only had Rodrigo was their lone bright point on the year. But they gave up something like 75 goals this year. So they deserved it due to their inability to defend. Now coming up, we're going to have Burnley. That's an exciting story to watch, especially with Vincent Company at the head. Uh, when Burnley and Manchester City match up, that should be a fun one. Sheffield United coming up as well after a few years down. And then the story of the championship was Luton Town. They've moved up five leagues in nine years. And so I'm excited to see how they do at the top level. They're going to have to make some significant stadium upgrades in order to have a chance to uh, compete at the top flight. One of the more wild stadiums, I recommend that you go and check it out. The way that you get into the games is is something. And so other headlines from the weekend, Adrian Griffin, he's hired by the Bucks. I like this hire for Milwaukee. I know that people are a little bit unsure of it, but I like to see a team actually taking a chance on one of the league's top assistants. He was one of the best under Nick Nurse. I think he even goes back to Dwayne Casey, if I'm not mistaken. So he's been under some great head coaches in the past. I would have been mad had Milwaukee went and pursued one of these veteran guys, whether that be a Monty Williams or a Doc Rivers. Everyone knows my thoughts on Doc. Uh, And so I like to see the fact that they went a little bit outside of the box. They went and pursued uh, a top assistant coach. And they still have plenty of time to re-up this roster, which is why I think they went this route. If you're a team like Phoenix, you need to win right now, given the window of a guy like Kevin Durant. But Giannis would have signed off on Griffin. I think it's a great move by them. They still have to make a decision this summer around what's going to happen with Chris Middleton. But the Bucs, as long as they have Giannis, will be contenders in the East. And then to cap it off, PGA Tour-wise, Emiliano Grillo, he wins after not winning for nine years on tour at the Charles Schwab Challenge. He won in a playoff over Adam Shank. Scheffler was one shot back. There was plenty of names in contention, which is what was good to see. Um, And a pretty solid field given where this tournament falls. It's right after the PGA, and it's right before Memorial. So to get commitment from some of these top guys, especially Scheffler and Burns and Max Home as well, all these guys were in the top ten. I think was great overall for what I would consider a mid-tier event category. But we had a one and two week on the course. Burns, he showed up. Brendan Todd, unfortunately, did not on the weekend. And Tony Finau didn't at all on the first two days, which is why he missed the cut. So not a profitable week on the course. But nonetheless, Sam Burns kept us a little bit afloat at the very least with his top 20 finish. That was at plus 132. So with that, let's head over to the daily game slate. Let's talk about what's happening today. All the focus is going to be on those two playoff games. But before we do, let's play the video. Starting to get to that point where it is a lighter slate. We're only a couple weeks away from probably just switching to daily videos until NFL football is back. But nonetheless, we're going to start out with that game seven tonight. Miami and Boston. Boston minus seven and a half at home. And I don't, I, I'm sure that we're going to see plenty of Miami money line tickets tonight. And it's not even because people are necessarily going to believe that Miami can win this game because I don't even believe that Miami can win this game. And, and I've been thinking that they're going to win this series since game one and 
you just look at it overall. If you want to play the money line in this game, then you're getting pretty good odds around it. I'll give you that if you're going to look for some significant plus money, plus 235. But it's just not a route that I'm looking to go down. I felt like if this series was going to be won by Miami, it was going to be at home. And so I would definitely look at maybe their spread at plus seven and a half. I do think that they're going to battle. I will say this isn't going to be like Boston and Philly, where Philly kind of just rolled over and Boston blew them out by 30. I don't see a scenario like that happening today. Boston may be the more talented team top talent wise uh, with Tatum and Brown, but I do think that Jimmy's going to fight back. Uh, after one of his worst games, probably worst playoff games of his career, let's be perfectly honest. And so I'd look at him for points, maybe points, rebounds, assists. Same with Bam today. I think that those two guys are going to have to show up in a big way, and they know that they will. Um, But it's going to come down to the role, guys, tonight. How's Derek White going to look? What's Al Horford going to do on the Miami side? Does Kevin Love have much? Can Caleb Martin give you 20 once again? Gabe Vincent and Max Struess have been bad the last couple of games, so can one of those guys step up? Kyle Lowry's up, coming off the bench as well. So I'm intrigued by this one tonight. Definitely going to tune in. That's at 8.30 Eastern time. Now, NHL-wise, this one, uh, puck drops a little bit earlier at 8 Eastern time, and you've got Dallas at home at minus 130. So we're expecting Aiden Hill once again in this one in net for Vegas, and then Jake Ottinger for Dallas. And As I said before, it's a winner-go-home situation for Dallas in their own building. Only four teams in NHL history have come back from a 3-0 deficit. We're praying that Dallas is the fifth. Um, As we've said prior, they could have easily won game one or game two, if not both, uh, in Vegas. And then we would have a vastly different series here. So I think this series is a lot closer than people are giving it credit for. Um, I do think that Dallas figures out a way today to win it and push it to seven. And I'm praying that they will, because when you're sitting on a plus 2000 ticket, you obviously are a little bit biased with your analysis. Now, other than that, we just got plenty of MLB happening today. Um, We got Cleveland and Baltimore is the early game today with Allen and Wells going. I don't really have a lean there. Seeing eight and a half is the over under. Um, I don't love either pitcher, but I also don't love either team's bats enough to really take the over. I do like the Rangers versus the Tigers. Rangers are minus 175 on the road. They are one of the hottest teams in the majors right now, so I don't know how you wouldn't bet them currently. St. Louis is minus 210 at home against Kansas City. With Adam Wainwright going, I do like St. Louis. I just don't like that price at minus 210. And I don't know if I like it enough to even do a first five. You could maybe sneak that one under 150, but just don't love it enough to play it there. We'll talk about the Rays and Cubs in a couple minutes. Twins and Astros are going today as well. Looks like we're getting Sonny Gray and France uh, going. Surprisingly, Houston's minus 125 today at home. I thought with Gray going that we would see a, a maybe a little bit of a pick here. But the fact that I can get the Twins at plus money might be worth a sprinkle just given how Gray has looked out of the gate. Rockies and Diamondbacks are getting Kaufman and Nelson on the mound today. I don't know how you would bet the Rockies today with his 9.35 ERA, but at minus 200, maybe you just do a Diamondbacks and Cardinals two-team money line. You could get some plus money there, but other than that, I don't love the rest of the slate today. Um, Maybe you would look at the Dodgers if they weren't minus 220 against the Nationals, and the Braves are minus 240 on the road taking on the A's. They had the bats going yesterday. I think they had 17 hits through like six and a half innings, so... Pretty crazy for the Braves. 
they have a ton of power in that lineup. So really looking forward to today's slate. But with that, let's head over to our last call pick segment. This is where we give you our picks for the day. And Last Mountain Distillery is the sponsor of this segment because they're family owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Check out some of their great products like their dill pickle vodka if you like a nice Caesar on a hot day. If you like their coconut vodka, I would highly recommend it. And then their old fashioned is one of my favorites. Their pre-mixed old fashioned that you can get. But support local, support Last Mountain Distillery. Really love that they support our show. So with that, we got four plays for you here today, plus a player prop. And then we're going to head on out. So let's start with the Texas Rangers team total over four and a half at minus 120. I just really love the value here. I do think that given how well Texas has played recently and the fact that they get a pretty nice pitching matchup in Matthew Boyd on the mound today, um, I'm really excited about this one. Boyd is coming off his best start of the year. However, prior to that, he was averaging four earned runs given up per game in his last four starts. So I think he gets back to the norm. He's going to give up three or four. Then you just need to get one or two out of the bullpen and we're going to see them hit the over here. I know the Rangers lost yesterday, but they won seven of nine prior. So I think they keep it rolling today versus Detroit. I'm also going to toss a half unit today on the Rays and Cubs over seven and a half. I don't have it in the ticker there, but it's minus 110 is the value on this one. And this one for me really hinges on do the Rays get Stroman at home today. He's got a 2.95 ERA, so he's been relatively solid. And Taj Bradley, he's been good record-wise, but he's gotten a lot of run support. And so I think with the Rays being second in runs per game, the Cubs are 11th, two of the better hitting teams in the majors. We see it go over with a 5-3, to 5-4 to four type finish. I also like the Stars money line today, favorite play of the day at minus 125. Before you lock this in, 20 to 1 ticket. That's what we're sitting on here with Dallas. So we are incredibly biased in this take. We will say that much. And so I think that they keep it rolling today. Uh, this series has uh, been equal, if not better, for the Stars, as I keep alluding to. And so I think with them at home, they at the very least force a game seven, and then anything can happen in Vegas building. And then I'm going to play the Miami Heat plus seven and a half versus the Celtics at minus 110 for one unit. Uh, Miami, they had to win it at home. I don't think that they go in and win this game. Jimmy was awful, though, so I think he's going to bounce back in a big way and play a great game seven. Bam should do the same. Lowry should step up, as should Kevin Love. All these veteran guys, I think, should step up in this game seven. And Spolster's going to have them much more ready to go than Doc Rivers did. Now, player prop-wise, if you actually want to do a same-game parlay, I would play the plus 7.5, and and then I would throw in Kyle Lowry over 7.5 points, and this is at minus 109. Jimmy, he's going to battle like crazy, but he's going to need some help here, and I think that a veteran like Lowry is the guy that he's going to need. He's going to step up and hit two or three threes, maybe a couple free throws, and so he's averaged only seven points in his last four games of the series. Um, He did have 15 in one of those games, but... I think that this is a spot where Lowry shows that veteran leadership. He's going to play some fairly heavy bench minutes tonight. I think Spolster will trust him in a game like this. So really roll with the Lowry over seven and a half points. 
So we may post some more player props on social media later today. Keep an eye out for that. At HedgePod is all of our social platforms. But we appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. We'll be back in a couple days. We'll preview the Memorial Tournament for the PGA and a whole lot more. Um, We'll have our NBA Finals predictions by then as well, depending on how Game 7 goes. Maybe Dallas even pushes it and we get a chance to bet Dallas once again on this show. But appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll see you guys next time for the Competitive Edge podcast.